Welcome to the Love Your Life Podcast. My name is Stephanie. I'm a health and life coach, fitness enthusiast, entrepreneur, and a triathlete's wife. I am here to share my tips to help you create harmony on all aspects of your life, health, career, spirituality, relationships, and personal development. Every week, you will be inspired to create a life you love and deserve. Welcome back to another episode of Love Your Life Podcast, your place to be to uplevel your body, mind, and soul. I am so excited for today's podcast guest, Monica Lesbian. Let me tell you a little bit about this lady before we dive into the episode. She earned her master's degree at Santa Barbara College of um, Oriental Medicine, and she's a board-certified acupuncturist. This is my first time actually interviewing an acupuncturist on the show. I love it because... She has studied Chinese medicine, and if you know by now, I'm actually studying Ayurveda, and they have a lot of nice similarities. Um, not everything is the same, but some nice similarities, and that's what we talked a little bit about in today's show. She's been trained in treatment of physical and musculoskeletal injuries, working with alcohol and drug detoxification, as well as working in with hospice patients. She has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to Chinese herbs physical medicine, the anatomy, and um, psychology. She also is a trained birth doula and postpartum doula. So for those of you that don't know what that means, it's someone that helps you walk you through the process of the birthing thing. So not just helping you with your birthing um, process and creating a birthing plan, but also is there afterwards to really help you with things like um, breastfeeding and other things like that. We did a deep dive in today's episode to really talk about women's um, health, also talk about some of the misconceptions that it comes when it comes to um, healthcare and why it's so hard to find that healthcare professional that really is out there for the best of you. Um, so things that she enjoys doing is she enjoys spending her time singing, dancing, and painting when she is not assisting her patients. And... Monica, right now, you can find her if, at the Michigan Association for Acupuncture and Oriental Medicine. She is located here in the Metro Detroit area. She's awesome. I actually, after the show, went to get a session with her. It was very relaxing. You would definitely um, want to book a session with her if you live in the Metro Detroit area. So on to today's podcast episode. I know you're going to enjoy it as much as I did. Again, we dive really deeply into things like hormonal health. We dive deeply into a lot of the misconceptions when it comes to uh, medicine. And then we also talk about some of the similarities between Chinese medicine and Ayurveda. This is you're the host now. Welcome, Monica, to the show. I really appreciate you coming on to Love Your Life podcast today. I'm super excited to really tap into a lot more of what you do um, and how you started your career as acupuncturist. So if you can let our listening audience know 
you know, what inspired you to actually get into this career in the first place and how long have you been doing it? Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Stephanie. I'm so excited to be here. So I have a very common story, similar to a lot of alternative medicine practitioners, which is that I had a medical issue that Western medicine couldn't help, right? So I went to the doctors, they all told me nothing was wrong, uh, they gave me the medicine, it didn't work, uh, and my dad, luckily enough, ended up taking me to an alternative doctor, who actually, he really did a great interview, and so he found out why I was having a lot of these issues, which other doctors um, weren't really getting to the root of. Um, he found out why, he asked me about my diet, my lifestyle, I made changes there, I started using herbs, you know, back in 1998 I was using essential oils, <laughs> so um, within a few months my asthma, is what it was, had gone down and I had gotten a lot better and I said to myself, this is what I want to do, I want to offer this to people, so I um, ended up going to acupuncture school. Great. Great. And can you tell me a little bit about your practice, like um, the typical kind of clients or what are some of the ailments that your clients are coming to you for and that you're helping them out with? Sure. So I specialize in infertility, pregnancy, and the postpartum time. So women's health has really uh, been near and dear to my heart for quite some time now. I love treating, um, you know, ready to try or um, getting ready to go into labor all those things but then of course I love mixing in a little bit of everything to keep me on my feet <laughs> um, so I treat insomnia headaches digestive disorders emotional issues you know all of it really anything that can occur while you're um, a spirit stuck inside a human body is what I say <laughs> so can you can you tell and I've had have had it done Oh, it's probably been years, um, in, probably in college. But can you tell a little bit for the listening audience that might not be familiar, like how exactly can acupuncture cure some of these things? And I know it's very detailed, but like just kind of like a brief synopsis on some of the ailments that you're talking about, um, how it actually helps with these um, finding some kind of relief. Sure. We can read, you know, on the internet about chi and balancing the chi. And of course, that's all part of what I do. But one way I really like to describe acupuncture is you can imagine it's like a bunch of little sterile wounds. So when you get a wound, when you get a scrape or a mosquito bite, the immune system gets activated. Your immune system, which is in every cell in your body, starts to get activated and go to that area. You know, say you've got a scrape on your hand and clean it up. Um, there's a whole thing that process that happens that we don't even have to think about and three days later that scrape is gone right and it seems like magic <laughs> because we didn't do anything well acupuncture uses that magic our body's capacity to heal itself and so what I do is I create a bunch of intentionally placed wounds <laughs> awesome with nothing you know negative no there's no um you know, bee venom or anything like that that's going to hurt you. But the body says, oh, hey, there's something in here that's not, you know, it, this is mildly broken the surface. We have to go clean that area up. So mm -hmm. that's one way of looking at it that I find is really easy for the Western mind to understand. I really like that analogy because um, honestly, I don't think I've ever thought of it that way, but it really reminds me of when I talk about, um, you know, working out and how it's like little micro tears in your muscles that you make and you actually are 
building the muscle and repairing the muscle on the time that you are relaxing. And it's the same thing yes. as kind of causing like a little, little inflammation in that area where your body's like, Hey, red flags go up. I need to go and, and send all of my attention to this site that is now been injured in some form in some small form fashion and really kind of getting into that healing process. I like it. It's like directed. <laughs> yes, exactly. Nothing is wrong with inflammation. It's just if it gets out of hand and the body doesn't properly heal it like it should be and, and is if we're in sort of a healthy state. But yes. We've got a lot going on and the body's handling too many, trying to put out too many fires at once. Um, then, you know, things don't heal properly. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, that's, that's very, I like that analogy because that breaks it, it breaks it down. Um, I know when the first time I had acupuncture, I was super nervous because I have a few blood and needles. And I was like, I don't know how, how this is going to work, but I actually had it for test anxiety. And it really helped me out by um, calming my body down when it came time for, um, for the test. Um, I thought it was very, very useful uh, practice. And where, and where is your practice located if people in the Metro Detroit area is interested also? Sure, but just to bounce off what you said, it definitely does calm people down. My joke is I'm literally pinning you to the table and forcing <laughs> you <laughs> to calm down. <laughs> but it actually does that. You know, in the first um, few minutes, everybody's nervous. Nobody likes needles. I don't like needles. I totally get it. Everyone's nervous. But it really, truly isn't painful. The size of the needle is so much smaller than any other needle for drawing blood or tattoos or whatever. Um, and usually within five minutes, there's an endorphin release. So people start to feel really relaxed, like they melt into the table. It just, it literally does force you to relax. Mm -hmm. So for people who say, I really have trouble relaxing and I overthink and I, those people love acupuncture. <laughs> um, so I'm in West Bloomfield um, at Orchard Lake in 14 Mile. I've been there now for 12 or 13 years. Oh, wow. Um, in a practice of amazing other, you know, women practitioners, other acupuncturists, and one um, craniosacral massage therapist. Awesome. I, yeah. love, I love what you were saying. It definitely relaxes. I, I remember the first time, and this, um, the person who ended up giving me the acupuncture, he was going to school to become a DO over at Michigan State University. Um, and I just remember being, it was at a party and whatnot. He's like, oh, let's, you know, let's do this little session because I know you have your exam coming up. And he forgot to let me know to ease up off of the table once he removed all of the needles. Uh -huh. uh, and all I remember was I got up, I stood down, and next thing I know, the room was like spinned around and I was flat on the floor. And it was on the upper, um, I was upstairs and everyone was downstairs and I heard this boom, this crash. Oh, I could hear her. And he's like, oh my gosh don't get up right now. And I'm like, you should have told me that prior to getting off the table. <laughs> Sounds like stuff that we all had to go through in school to learn what we need to do with our patients and not do with them. <laughs> exactly. It was early on in his um, practice in um, DO school and he was just learning the techniques. And I'm like, yeah, you might want to let your uh, patients know that just kind of like a massage, you, you want to kind of ease up because I definitely like sat up and stood down because you know you don't have to take off any of your clothes or anything like that. I was like, stand up, then stood down and started walking and boom, <laughs> flat, flat to the floor. I was like, that's a lovely experience. The second time around was able to get up slowly. Yeah. The second time around was definitely amazing. I mean, the first time around it was amazing, minus the fact that I you know lost my balance and fell to the floor. <laughs> for oh. sure. ah. Okay, cool. And tell me a little bit more about you know, I think there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes out there with um, healthcare. Can you 
dive a little bit deeper on some of the common misconceptions that you believe in when it comes to the healthcare system? Because I know we're both in holistic wellness and there's a lot of things out there that are people could find a whole bunch of information on the internet and they can get a lot of really bad information all over the place in the news and all over the place. So um, I'd love for you to dive into some common misconceptions when it comes to healthcare. Sure. I think that what I was thinking is that so many of my patients that I find who come to me for diagnosing or that just are misunderstood. Um, basically, the, the conception is that medicine is black and white, mm. that medicine is science, it's research, and um, that it's sort of all figured out. And I, I really have not found one area of medicine that is figured out. The truth is that it, there is science involved, there has been research done, but it is a huge shade of gray. And people will come and just say, okay, I have this medical issue, just tell me what to do to get back to myself. I just need to fix that and move on. Yeah. <laughs> Which of course I understand, right? You wanna get back to the other parts of your life that you love. And I also think that oftentimes our bodies, our spirits, our minds are trying to clue us into something. Like, hey, maybe this acid reflux is asking us to change our diet. Maybe my insomnia is telling me that I'm um, going too fast all day and not taking a break to quiet my mind, which later helps me you know, quiet my mind at night. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's just endless basically all things that happen in the body. I think if you think of the body like a car, your car will give you the, the alarm, whatever that symbol even is. The car will give you the symbol, like something's wrong. The light comes on. Mm -hmm. If you keep driving, you're going to end up on the side of the road. But if you yeah. listen and say, okay, a light has come on in my body. So my body's trying to tell me something. What is it? And you learn then then you don't end up on the side of the road. Exactly. So I see often people who, you know, they're on the side of the road. They've actually, they're so far gone off the road. <laughs> they can't even get back on to get home, you know? <laughs> you're like, I'm so far away. I don't even know. I'm in the ditch. I have no idea what's going exactly. on. So I really try to talk to people about listening to those initial, what I call the whispers. Yes. You know, when you're saying, oh, you know what, I ate that food and I could just tell immediately it didn't sit well with me. But then people intellectualize it and talk themselves out of hearing that in their body because, you know, they really like cheese. <laughs> they well, so used to that, that signal. Like it's got, it got to the point where it's so numb. Like you're talking oh, yes. about like they completely normalize dysfunctional situations. They'll say, exactly. well, I only poop twice a week, but that's all how I've always been. Oh my gosh, thank you, Mata. <laughs> like, I, I, it's so funny because that's the first thing as, as a functional nutritionist, I, the first thing I do, I'm like, I mean, I always joke with my business partner. I'm like, you know you're in the business when you could sit there. The other day I was listening to an audiobook about poop while working out. I'm like, only I in, in this field were like, jam out a workout session and listening to an audiobook and they're talking about how to analyze your poop. But that's the very first thing I talk to a lot of my clients. And it's weird. I mean, it's a really, I mean, it's one of those things that I always tell people, I'm like, okay, this might sound weird to you, but it's completely normal to me. We're going to talk about like, how often are you having elimination, like bowel movements? And they're like, when they tell me, 
oh, I'm regular like twice a week. I'm like, that's not, that's not regular. <laughs> like maybe no. twice a day, but twice a week is not regular. Or, um, or they find that these symptoms like, oh, well, I always have, you know, migraines. Like just migraines is just normal. It's, it's just the fact that these are becoming even more intense than they were before. I'm like, well, that's not, that shouldn't be your norm. Like migraines sure, and back yeah. pain shouldn't be your norm. It shouldn't be like, oh, I've always had this acute pain. It's just become even more exacerbated now than it was before. Like it's always been mild, but now it's even more extreme. Because when you're not listening, because when you have that mild migraine that your body's trying to tell you something and then you decide to ignore it, it's going to get louder. Yes, exactly. And to the point where your body starts to shut down. And I would tell all of my clients, even before I even got into the... Um, more holistic side, even as a personal trainer, I'm like, your body will give it signals that, hey, I need a break, I need a rest. And if you ignore those signals, it literally will do something to you to prevent you from doing that activity. I had one client who was working crazy hours, um, multiple jobs, two, two or three jobs, and was working seven days a week, and she wanted to train three or four times a week. And I'm like, this is just, something's got to give. Something's got to give. And she's like, no, 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 I got it. Until one day she twisted her ankle so bad and sprained her ankle so bad that she couldn't do anything. And I'm like, your body was screaming at you. Like the times that you weren't getting any sleep, the times that you were, you know, sore, the times that you were getting sick, your body was screaming at you to the point where it said, you know what, enough is enough. We're going we're gonna to pretty much damage your legs. so <laughs> You can't physically do your job any longer, let alone work out. Uh, and I'm like, and it, that's, that's that, like that louder, that louder signal. Um, but people ignore it all <laughs> all the time. The truth is, is that there is a finite amount of energy in the universe, in mm -hmm. our bodies. When we're young, we think it's infinite and we use it and we go, 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 right? And we, yes. we don't need to sleep. We don't need to stop. And now, of course, you know, there's this huge grind factor in our society. It's all about how fast you're going and you have to keep up with everything. And, um, you know, be on all, be all things everywhere, basically. Yes and on all the time, never taking breaks. And that's really having an impact on people. Um, because the truth is that has daily maintenance that it needs in order to stay functioning optimally. And, you know, in our society, we can often be not so good at maintenance. We're good at the bigger vision things that we want to do right the big projects but the daily grind of maintaining ourselves both physically spiritually mentally um that's not you know sexy that's not fun <laughs> and then and then there's also this and i see a lot more with a lot of my female clients it's the i don't have time for self-care or that's sure. being selfish i'm being selfish they they've convince themselves or society has convinced themselves or whatever it may be that self-care is selfish. I actually had to do a, um, a talk, a presentation on that because it's not. It's, it's perfectly okay to say no to an, an obligation that you know is going to disrupt your sleep schedule. Um, or it's okay to just say, you know, like, hey, I need a break. I need to treat myself to these kind of things and not feel guilty about the fact that you're actually investing in your own personal health. I'm so excited about this conversation because think about us as women, even yeah. Stephanie, just our mothers didn't have the capacity to say no. Exactly. So you think about the last thousands years of years of women on the planet, we were just 
doing what we needed to do for everyone else. That is how we existed. And, you know, thank the good Lord because we help people. We are healers. We are nurturers. We are lovers. And we see people that need help and we seek them out and we support them. You know, I mean, I'm glad that women have had that capacity to be the nurturers and the matriarchs of the family. And now we're realizing with the new awareness of healthy boundaries that it's important for all of us to come from a full well and that we cannot excessively give, 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 and never receive. Women must receive the love, the care, the kindness, the healing, all of it that we give out. And see, I mean, you're looking at like historically where we would have a lot more of the tribes in that community and that support system where if need be, yes, we would care for all of our family members, but you also had other people in the tribe, other ladies in the tribe that would be able to help out when those times get tough. And I even talked to some of my clients like, okay, I understand that you had this corporate job and you have your mom with three kids and your husband wants you to have food on the table and you want your house or your husband needs your house to be spick and span or something like that. And the laundry needs to get done and the kids don't want to participate in it because whether they're too young or they just aren't interested and you have these rambunctious teenagers, whatever it may be. And at the same time, you're just trying to be fit and fit this model of what a beautiful like wife and mom is supposed to look like in her 30s and up. Something's got to give. Either hire someone that can cook for you, for you if you can't do it all the time. Hire someone to clean your house and or do your you know do your chores or something like that or give delegate the stuff out because you can't do everything. I struggle even as a business owner to be able to have my house spick and span. And I remember looking at my room like this room I'm in. I'm like I could definitely <laughs> clean it up. You know my laundry. Sometimes my husband's like, uh, we need to get laundry done. I'm like, uh, you need to get it done. <laughs> or he'll call me up and he's like, I what's for dinner? I'm like, I'm not coming home until eight o'clock at night. So I was hoping that you were going to cook something. <laughs> you know, you, sometimes you just have to be okay with, although I am a wife and a daughter and taking care of all these other things, it's perfectly okay that I don't do it all the time. You know, once you have children, spick and span definitely goes out the window, <laughs> but also it could be once you are in your career or whatever it is for you, The truth is the same thing with that, I feel, is that I'm hoping that we're in a generation that now values humanity over its things, right? I mean, it's just too much to be constantly keeping up with everything that we have. And again, not keeping up with ourselves. We're the body that we're going to live in for our whole lives and the spirit and the mind that we're going to have. I mean, all the mental health, all of it, like what if you put in towards your mental health in a positive way as much as you do towards some of the other things you know in your life you may feel such a huge benefit rather than look i have a clean house (laughs) exactly exactly and i think now i mean the big the big talk i've been hearing a lot and i know you mentioned this before is that you're very passionate about women's health um and there's a lot of infringement on some of the care that's going to be some of the services that are going to be provided when it comes to women's health and it's very frustrating um i think even as in the health profession that you go and seek that professional help from um your doctor whoever it may be and sometimes you're not getting the answers like you talked about you were dealing with your asthma and you were looking for answers and you just weren't getting it from a traditional doctor and i'm not saying that all traditional doctors are horrible because I definitely love mine, but there has been times where 
I had to understand my body well enough to know that this is not normal. This might be normal for Susie down the street, but this is not normal for Stephanie who is coming into you and saying that this is a symptom that I never had before. Um, you know, this is bothering me, whatever it may be. I'm looking for answers and I want, I want options on how I can handle it. And it might not always be a procedure. It might not always be the medication. What are my options? And luckily with the knowledge base in the internet and being able to find out that, that there's all these holistic practices that have been around for centuries, right? I mean, it's been around for a very long pe period of time. People are starting to realize that there's, oh, there's acupuncture. And yes, they know about massage, but they might not know about acupuncture and now cupping. My mom just recently got cupping done. Um, they might not know um, about like um, they put a meditation, but mindfulness is now becoming very um, big and um, looking at holistic ways of healing yourself when it comes to food, when it comes to finding the types of exercises that honor your body. There's so many different varieties of different things. Um, herbs, as you mentioned, and essential oils, which when you first started getting into it, it wasn't, I'm guessing it was kind of hard to find a lot of that stuff when you first started utilizing essential oils and herbs, right? Yeah, I mean, it definitely wasn't popular like it's gotten in the last few years. And I'm so glad that it has. And I'm glad that people are, you know, awakening to that because there are a lot of things that are under the radar that can be treated by natural medicine um, yes. rather than, you know, medication. Yes, definitely. What are some of, um, for, and I know that, you know, you know, I discussed this before, um, before the interview that it's always a, everyone has their own particular protocols that work for them. So it's not a one size fits all as much as people will love to have it. There are some things that can, yes, assist majority of the population, but to get really nitty gritty, you know, they have to kind of sit down and have a consultation with you to really get into the deep ends. But what are some of the, um, whether it's essential oils or herbs that you like that you found to really kind of help calm the mind down. And I think stress is a huge factor when it comes to a lot of people's ailments. Um, but have you found anything that has been very beneficial um, for you and your practice? Yeah, there's a lot of things. And like you said, the nature of being a Chinese medicine practitioner is uh, what we call differential diagnosis. So when someone comes to see me, uh, you know, there can be eight people in a room that have headaches, and I recommend something completely different for all eight of them. I don't just give everybody Topamax. Yeah. <laughs> so I give different things literally for every single one of them because I'll feel the pulse, I'll look at the tongue, and I'll interview them and ask, you know, about their history and what is their gut like and what is their sleep like and what are their hormones like. Um, and in that way, I'll really find what's best for them. But I guess what I would say to people is so I, you know, that's going to see a, an expert or a practitioner or a consultant, right? Somebody's got training in that. But I guess what I would say to people is I think the best thing that you can do right now is try to hone in on your own intuition of your body. Mm. So really getting to know your body and getting to know your mind and getting to know your heart and your desires, right? And your life. So a lot of people will come in and they'll say, well, I tried the keto or I tried this or I tried that. And um, I just think that their diet also isn't a one size fits all. Um, you know, life isn't a one size fits all. You know, you look at uh, mental health and you think about a lot of that could be, it could have some external forces, you know, 
playing a role, right? So if people are not following their dreams, following their passions, feeling lit up in their lives about what it is that they're doing, either in their daily lives, in their work or creatively or whatever it might be, that's going to play a role in how you feel day to day. But we're sort of, we're not really in tune with that, right? That the way that we live our lives make a difference in how we feel physically, emotionally, and spiritually. I love that you said that. Uh, can disconnect from it and act as though mental health is a separate thing that we can just go to work all day, come home, and then I'm depressed and I don't know why. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, I would be talking about mild depression here, right? So, mm. you know, obviously mental health, I think, and all health, there's an internal reason and there's external reasons. So um, I think everything internally has, we all respond to things differently. And so that's what I'm saying. It's like, get to know your body, see what feels right to you and eat that way. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and then, so don't consult the internet about your diet necessarily because the internet is a one size fits all and there's 80,000 diets out there. So it's not really, that's what most people tell me after they go to the internet is I just got even more confused. Yes. Yeah. I, I did a couple episodes, episode um, 36 and um, 37. I'm doing like a series of de demystifying like a lot of the different types of diets. So we talked about like intermittent fasting, which is really not necessarily a diet, but like a timing protocol and then, you know, ketogenic, because I get a lot of these questions from, um, from my clients, you know, what, what diet should I be on? And I'm just like you, Monica, I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about your lifestyle. And at the end of the day, I always say, do you think this is sustainable? Like number one, how does your body respond to this? Is it, is it, responding to inflammation because you're now trying to incorporate things in, it, in your body that is like, no, I can't digest this and it's causing me more ailments than anything else. And can you see yourself doing this months down the line or are you just going to do it for you know three months and be like, oh, I'm going to go right back to, to what I was doing before. I'm going to eat clean for three months and then I'm going to go straight back to pizza and hamburgers. I'm like, well, that's not sustainable. Like you, you haven't really learned anything at the end of the day and you know does it work well with your schedule if, if you are working crazy hours all the time does this strict protocol actually work well with your schedule or is it going to cause you more stress and agony all the time because you're like i can't eat anything i can't eat anything there's nothing here that i could possibly eat i'm being really realistic when it comes um, when it comes down to that i uh, i definitely believe it's not it's not a one-size-fits-all at all and and also, I mean, it doesn't mean that people can't work, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think people really feel overwhelmed when it comes to holistic health because they think that I'm going to tell them you can only eat nuts and berries and <laughs> you can only work 20 hours a week because you have to spend the rest of your time doing yoga. No, I get it that we all are living our busy lives and let's make a little bit healthier choices, right? My stop is, my go-to is the um, hot bar at Whole Foods. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's not that we all are eating perfectly all the time, uh, but I think that finding what works best for you, like you're saying, like a workable lifestyle that you can make work that still is meeting your needs and that's as healthy as it can be, I think that that is really great. I love what you said about tapping into your intuition, and I have some techniques for it, but I'd love to hear some of 
your techniques? Because I know people in the holistic field, like they're great, you know, at, or people who practice meditation, maybe tapping into their intuition and what their body really needs is difficult. I mean, it's easy for them, but for the some of the listeners out there, they're like, okay, I hear you guys, you know, talking about tapping into your intuition. How do I necessarily go about that? If you have any tips on, you know, how they can start to focus on, on that practice so they can figure out, you know, what is the signal that my body is giving me? You can sure. kind, of, kind of maybe just give them some little helpful tips on that. I would say what's good to remember is that everyone has intuition. It's not something just like everyone has a heartbeat and everyone has a digestive system. Everyone has intuition. And um, if you think that you might not have it or you're not sure where to find it, start with the voice that you're ignoring now. <laughs> that is usually where people start with intuition is, oh yeah, I keep having this idea that I want to do something. I'm like, no, I can't do that. Mm. Or, you know, even, even sometimes now my intuition will say, hey, I need you to, um, I need you to sit right now in meditation and listen to me. And I'll be like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> you know, so it's like that, it's like your mom voice, your inside mom voice that's saying, hey, you want to do this thing? And, and you, if, you, if, you're, if you don't feel like you know yourself or your intuition, it's probably the voice that you're saying, oh, I don't have time for that. Or, I can't really do that. Or um, sorry, I'm too busy doing this other thing. That's what a lot of people will say to me that they've, gotten to know their intuitive voice once they stopped ignoring it that it was always there it's just that they pushed it to the side think mm -hmm. about your intuitive um the gut feeling that you have when you meet someone you yeah. know rather immediately if someone feels good to you if they feel safe if you like them if you jive and connect with them or if someone feels off but for whatever reason we'll push that aside and say oh i don't i don't want to you know, be mean and judge judgmental. So no, I'm sure they're fine. Right. We push that voice aside all the time and don't really listen to it. Um, that's oftentimes our intuition. Yes. Yes, definitely. And I always say that that voice is typically like a positive, like too often we focus so much on the negative voices in our head. The ones like, Oh, I can't do this. Or who do you think you are? Or, you know, you're never going to succeed at this. And we don't listen to the positive ones. And usually your intuition is not going to be the one that's going to tear you down and make you feel less than. It's usually the one that's trying to build you up and giving you subtle tips on saying that thing that you've always wanted to do, you got this. And yeah. the, but we ignore it and say like, no, I don't, you know, I don't have the skill set or you know, I don't have the money or I, I don't have the wherewithal, the time or whatever it may be to do it. You know, I'm not good at that. I'm just not good at it. And it's like, no, it's that, like you said, that nice motherly voice that says, yes, you got this. Like, try it. You've been wanting to do this for a long time. Try it. Or I love the, the analogy of the meeting people because we've all been there. We've all been there where we met someone and I definitely have shook in a couple people's hands and you're just like, oh, slimy. You know, like at the end of it, you're like, oh, this is a slimy human being. But in my past, career in politics sometimes I had to deal with those people and my instincts were right those people had a slimy personality they just weren't someone to trust so I tapped into it and said okay although I have to deal with them in my professional career 
do I trust them with a lot of information? No. So I'm going to be very limited on what I trust them with. Do I trust them watching my dog? Heck no. <laughs> my dog might go missing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> My dog might be poisoned. I don't know. I don't trust them. I don't even trust them watching my pet rock. <laughs> so, <laughs> so things like that. I, I love that. Because uh, I think that that's, that's definitely a common thing where I hear people, I, I mentioned to them, to tap in your, into your intuition. And they're like, well, how do I do that? <laughs> um, is this yeah, it really is that little voice. And, some, and like you're saying, a lot of times that little voice is a really positive voice. It'll say, you know, gosh, I want to dance when you're listening to your headphones and walking down the street. And that's when you're, oh, you know, we're not 17 anymore or seven or whenever the last time you danced was. <laughs> you know, like, you can't just start dancing, but it's like, listen to it. Why not? Right. Yeah. Um, and definitely with people, I think if you listen to your intuition, then you're guided to the right people, to the right relationships. And I'm not saying that they'll all be easy. They're there for you to grow. And that's the other thing I was thinking about talking to you about with health is that a lot of things I think people don't understand is that our health challenges are here for us to grow from. People, again, will come to me and say, I just want to get over this. I just want to feel better, which I totally get. Of course you do. And what can we learn right now? What is our body trying to teach us? What is spirit trying to teach us? What are some of the recurring themes that are coming up in our life, life right now? Is it you know, not making time for self-care or pushing past that quiet voice or um, you know, that your body is and mind are telling you to slow down and enjoy life? And just because of your sort of patterning and the way you've set things up, you don't even know how to do that. I love that. Definitely. Um, that's, you have to take the fact that you are in this situation and, and although it, it's horrible for some situations, it could be, you know, really detrimental. It could be cancer, but what is it that you have, what are all the small signs that lead up to it? One of the big things um, and what launched me to even doing like a hormonal health program was that I ignored, even in, even in my career as being a wellness professional, I ignored the small signs of, oh, okay, well, you know, you got these extreme cramps. Well, you've been having extreme cramps since you were 14. So that's normal since you started your cycle. Like that's just, that's just normal. Like you, you're just a person that has heavy cycles and bad cramps to the point where you want to curl up in a ball and beg that your life ends. That's just a normal thing. And I chalked it up for, for years. And then the next thing was like, oh, well, you know, maybe that my sex drive went away. Oh, well, maybe that's just what happens when you've been married for a year and you hit your 30s that, you know, this is a normal situation. And I was too embarrassed to talk to my friends about it. And when I did, they were like, oh, that's not normal. And I'm like, well, maybe it's just normal for me. Like, <laughs> and the next one was like breast tenderness. And that was like the last straw, that and like acne, like hormonal acne in my 30s, which I'm like, I thought I was over this stuff when I was a teenager. And it's coming back like a vengeance. Like it's like I was 15 all over sure. again. Um, and those were the, the last couple of signs where it was like, okay, yeah, you need to go see help. And as I went to go see help, I sat back and I thought about like, oh my gosh, my body has been giving me signals for years and I ignored it because I wanted to. No, my look. husband. Yeah. My husband and I will joke. I'll say, oh, you know, my back's really bothering me lately. And he's like, oh, well, you know, what are you going to do? Like, you know, what are, what's your plan? 
And I say, I'm just going to hope it goes away like everybody else. <laughs> I mean, right? Like, that's what we do. We just, like, notice things and hope they go away so that we don't have to deal with them. And then and when they get louder and louder and louder, then we're like, ah, I really have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I totally get it. It's not like just because I'm in healthcare that I want to spend all my day taking care of myself and in yoga poses and eating celery juice. You know, I, I get that. <laughs> it's not always fun. But... It also is like, where can we find the parts of it that do feel fun and nurturing and help us to go, you know, the whole thing about acupuncture is it's all about balance. And mm-hmm. so I am a very, in, in general, I would be considered like a fire constitution in Chinese medicine. You know, they look at earth, water, fire, wood, and metal, and okay. everybody has a constitution that's similar to the natural elements, right? This medicine was made before blood tests and MRIs and x-rays. So um, I have a fiery constitution, which has a lot of great qualities, right? I'm passionate and excited and forward thinking. Um, And some of my negative qualities is I'm super impatient. (laughs) And so one of my, I know, okay, if impatience is one of my worst virtues, then that's a part of what I'm here to learn. Mm -hmm. And I'm either gonna do it, you know, gracefully or not sometimes (laughs) but you know if somebody is more watery then they need a little bit more fire under their butts right that's like me and my husband I'm water I'm, I'm fire and he is water and you know we generally are really great at curbing out each other's rough ends mm-hmm. um, but you know sometimes I'm I want that water to fire up and he wants my fire you there yeah yeah i love it no i I like i like the similarities um because i don't study chinese medicine but i am um in the process of going through my ayurveda practitioner program so very similar with like the doshas um it doesn't include um wood or uh well i guess wood would be close to like earth doesn't include wood or um or uh, metal but it definitely has like the fire water ether um, air, uh, I, I definitely, um, and earth. I mean, I definitely love that. My, my, I'm, and I was looking at you, I'm like, when you said fire, I'm like, yeah, I could see a lot of, a lot of pitta just because of your hair color is that reddish tone. So I could definitely see a lot more of that, um, pitta or fiery element in it. My husband is full on like a pitta and I'm more of a, on the cusp of kapha and, um, kapha and pitta. So it's very, is very interesting when you, um, I, he can get the rev up and go get up early in the morning. Me is like, sometimes it's just, sometimes I can, sometimes it's like, mm, yeah. So, uh, five 30 is not happening today. Uh, it's going to be closer to like seven, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm motivated. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I'm not, sometimes I'm like, let's go. Let's go. The only thing that keeps me kind of continuing to go in is, is my active lifestyle, um, with, fitness classes and training and stuff like that I'm forced to constantly be moving but if I had it my way there'd be a lot of times where I'm like we're not working out today at all (laughs) and I honor that you know I definitely I definitely honor that Um, but that's really that's really cool I didn't know um, all the different elements when it comes to um, Chinese medicine do you actually about that a lot I was gonna say yeah it's one of the things that I love sharing with people because 
it gives them more information about themselves. And that's really my whole goal is to educate them and meet them where I can tell them, this is what I'm seeing in you. And you tell me what you're seeing in you so that you can get to know yourself the best. So again, you can, you know, eat and nourish yourself in a way that really works for you. Yes. That's awesome. So if someone wants to know like what's, um, I guess, which element they are, you'll be able, if, when, when you come in for an assessment, you'll be able to help them along with that. And that's always a part of our initial assessment is going over when I feel the pulse and look at the tongue and ask all my questions. I I'll say, this is what I see is your sort of imbalance in the body. And here's the things that help me to get to that. And I'll sort of explain um, more about that and, you know, handouts and all that good stuff to let them look at it and sort of take it in and say, okay, this, this makes sense. And it also, you know, there's a lot of things, um, for example, the liver in Chinese medicine, if that is out of balance, people will have um, migraines, menstrual issues, and emotional issues. And those three things are very common with women and not considered related in Western medicine, right? So when they come to me, I'll say, these three things are textbook. Let me show you. This is, and people love that validation of like, oh my gosh, you can explain what's going on. Again, finally, somebody who has an answer that makes sense. And this is how we can help to treat it and take care of it. And these are the things I can do on my own to be an active part of my care. Yeah. And that's why I love I, a lot of, that makes a lot of sense because a lot of the, um, even in Ayurveda, same thing, you know, a lot of those are tied to the liver. And I know and a lot of hormonal health programs and a lot of the studies that I've been doing just on hormonal health, they all go through a phase of liver detoxification, really to help balance it out and saying like, what, what's going on? Because there is something that's out of balance at that point in time and just reducing some of the toxicity load that is on the liver so that your body can be able to process the the um, hormones that are going in it because it's like over, I mean, the liver is the one that's going to be able to flush out the excess amount of hormones that you have in your body too. Um, that it's, it's, it's very wise to, and I would say if you never sought out a functional medicine practitioner or doctor, definitely, you know, do it at least once, you know, test it out because you will open up your eyes to so many different things that that you won't say find in a traditional doctor. And it's really interesting because a lot of these practices, like you're talking about pulse reading and tongue analysis, the same thing with um, Ayurveda, all these things, you, you're getting this exact same type of thing at your, at your doctor's office, but they don't talk about the history of like, where did it actually come from? Where did these practices come from? It came from Chinese medicine. It came from Ayurveda. These things have been out there for a long period of time. And it's not just, uh, oh, let me just fix the, the the acute problem. We just fix the back ache. It's what is really causing the back ache, not just the food that you're consuming, the lifestyle that you have, but is it something that's physically, like that energy, that chi that you're talking about, is there something that's physically in your life that's causing you a pain in your back? Is there someone or a, a, a project or whatever it is that's physically causing that pain in your back? And once you get to that root cause of it, then you're like, oh, honestly, it's that stupid project that I had taken on at work that is literally causing me a pain in the back. And once that project's done, that pain's gone. Now, I'm not saying that that's necessarily the case for everything, but it could be. Sure. I mean, there are a lot of things that are emotional 
issues in our bodies, right? And so if we don't process them out properly, or if they're just, you know, we're repeatedly getting sort of assaulted by an emotion that we're not able to move through because we're not able to get out of that situation or whatever it might be, yeah, that's definitely going to live in the body, which is why exercise is so important. Meditation and awareness is so important and learning tools to, you know, calm yourself down and or getting pinned to the table. <laughs> I love that. I love that. that is that your slogan for, um, for your job? I literally pin you to the table. <laughs> People who say, oh, I'm go, go, go. I never calm down. I never slow down. You know, <laughs> I will pin you to the table. Don't worry yeah. about it. You'll be pinned down. I will pin you down. <laughs> I won't tackle you, but I will literally pin you down. I love it. Oh, oh my God. So Monica, can you let um, the audience know how are, you know, how are they able to find you, especially those that are listening and tuning in in the Metro Detroit area or even outside the Metro Detroit? You know, how are they able to find out more about your practice, um, learn more about this, you know, about what you do when it comes to acupuncture, when it comes to um, Chinese medicine. Um, so if you could, you know, give us some resources, like how can they reach out to you if they want to find out more? Sure. Yeah. Our website is acupuncturinmichigan.com. Okay. Um, and Michigan's all spelled out. Um, and you know, we've got a lot of blogs on there, a lot of videos that explain things. You know, my goal for people, um, both in Detroit and out truly is to just be educational. Um, you know, so I love for people to be able to go on our website and learn new things. And, you know, we've got a lot of cool recipes and I just did a blog about, you know, the winter and how do we maintain ourselves during the winter months um, while we're, you know, here in Michigan stuck inside and <laughs> looking at the gray. <laughs> we are cold uh, Michigan months. Yeah, I know. Every time I, I have a business partner out in California, she's just like, I don't even want to, well, especially when we had the polar vortex and I'm like, it's, um, I'm, she's like, what's the temperature? I'm like, it's one. And then the like, next day I was like, it's negative 15. She's like, I didn't even know that temperatures can get to the negatives. I'm like, yeah, just letting you know. <laughs> she's like, I don't want to tell you how warm it is out here. Or, no, she's like, I don't want to tell you how cold it is out here. Oh yeah. She's like, she's like it's 60 degrees. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. That's not cold. Yeah, That's I like lived in California. <laughs> I went to the Santa Barbara College of Oriental Medicine. So I was there for about five years and yeah, they've got thin blood for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, uh, 60 degrees, like here in Michigan, we're probably out with like shorts on at 60 yeah. degrees. <laughs> just, just letting you know, we're wearing like light jackets at 60 degrees, not like Parkers. Yeah. Like uh, Canadian down is definitely getting, I know I've, I've seen a lot of people wearing the Canadian downs now. Like that, that brand is definitely getting um, a good stock for the people that live in the Northern area. Cause it seems like everyone I know has one of them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for sure. Um, one thing too, I did want to mention is that I'm happy to talk with people on the phone. You know, I think okay, a lot cool. of people, um, you know, just before you set up an appointment, feel free, call the office and myself or another acupuncturist can talk to you about, what you have going on, what's going to be in, you know, how we might be able to help the most. And um, yeah, I'd be happy to talk to somebody. Awesome. Great. And I will leave all that. Can give you that number? Um, you can, and I can also um, put the information in the show notes too, because I know some people you might be driving and oh, sure, sure. might not be able to, but yeah, if you can give out that number right now for those that are not driving and for those sure. that are, I will leave all the information. Go ahead. Sorry that uh, it's two four eight seven three seven seven one two six and it's again acupuncture in Michigan. 
um, yeah, I'd be happy to talk to anybody. Awesome. Great. Well, I will leave all the information in the show notes for those that are like how I am always working out and listening to podcasts or driving and listening to podcasts. So don't, don't stop what you're doing to take down that number. Don't worry. Just take a look in the show notes, all the information on how to reach out to Monica and find out more of the services that she has um, along with being able to, to have, jump on a phone call with her or one of the other staff members at the um, clinic. You know, you'll be able to, to do that. Is there any other like final thoughts that you would like to leave our listening audience? Oh, wow. That's a little bit daunting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, words of wisdom. Maybe, maybe it's like an inspirational quote. Yes, I don't know. Yeah. I think it is um, listen to the whispers. That's been my most recent, you know, sort of thing that I message I've wanted to give people is that, you know, your body and mind and spirit really do have oftentimes the answers that you're looking outside for. But if you can take the time and instead of, you know, Googling your question, <laughs> sit in the front of your fire or don't go to Dr. Google. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, um, you know, take the time to light a candle and let yourself take some deep breaths in on you and see, you know, what comes up. I think that we, our internal guide is just a wealth of resources. I love that. If you don't already have a, um, a blog post on that, for sure, I would say write one of those really quickly because I think that that is, it's needed. It's needed to be able, as you, you talked today on this podcast, to just let people know how to tap into that intuition. Um, know that it's a whisper. It doesn't have to be yelling and screaming at you and just flat in your face and smacks you in the face. It's sometimes it's those subtle messages. Um, so like I said, if you don't have a blog post already on the website, I, I'm going to su highly suggest that you write one. Um, so All right, I'll look for it. I think I have one actually. Oh, great. If you do, leave me the link and I'll put that also in, um, in the show notes. Or if you are writing one in the future, I will update the show notes when you do have one and I will post that in below because I think that that's very valuable information. Well, thank you, Stephanie. It's been such a pleasure. Oh, definitely. Thank you so much for coming out. And I'm looking forward to um, working with you a little bit more. I think that our paths are very similar and can really complement each other um, for sure. Yes, definitely. I love meeting other practitioners in the area, other women who are passionate about health. Oh, it's, it's, it's a definite need be. And um, women's health is definitely something that I'm very passionate about. I think there's so many studies out there, and you probably will agree, um, out there that is focused on men's health issues and is not as much focused on women's health. And so it's this disconnect on, you know, where am I getting these answers? And it's people like you and I that are doing that research, that extensive research and doing the testing and the trialing to be able to come up with solutions for the women out there that are saying, I'm not getting it from my doctor. I'm not getting it from Dr. Google or WebMD or any of these other um, places and even, you know, TV shows. You know, I love Dr. Oz and the doctors, but they don't necessarily always come up with answers that are relevant to you and I, you know, women's health issues. Yes, definitely in healthcare, you have to be your own advocate, which, you know, in generations prior, people had not done that and they had not been known to do that. And so now it's like, you know, finding that balance between, you know, 
thinking that every little thing is something is cancer <laughs> and googling <Yeah>. everything <laughs> oh you and, make yourself sick to the stomach with all the like oh i think i have like 20 different things <laughs> sure sure um and then the other line of you know 100 percent just trusting the first i always tell my patients to get second opinions on pretty much everything that they're going for all so you don't realize how different people are and that the practice of medicine is exactly that it's a practice it's an art and those doctors are practicing their intuition when it comes to it. There is no, again, it's all a shade of gray. There is no real black and whites, unless you're talking about, you know, ER care. That can be a little bit more straightforward. But uh, uh, internal medicine, that's that's got a lot of um, left left to, for us to discover. Yes. Well, I appreciate you, Monica, being on the show and sharing all of your wisdom and insights when it comes to your practice in functional medicine. I love, again, meeting amazing practitioners, very holistic practitioners out there. And I urge the listening audience, again, if you have not seen a holistic practitioner, find one in your area. If it's not in Michigan, you know, if you are in Michigan, you know where to reach us. If it's not, if you're outside of the Michigan area, just find Dr. Google <laughs> and Google one nearby, but find one that resonates with you tap into that intuition because not everybody is going to necessarily resonate with you. So find one that resonates with you. And if that first try doesn't work out, you know, there's always another one, but um, it's really great to get that insight from someone outside of Western medicine practices. Well, thanks again, Stephanie. Gosh, we could just talk all day. I know. <laughs> we'll come up with another podcast for that. <laughs> I know. We're going to have to come up with another thing. We'll have you back again because I, I feel like there's so much to share. I really want to tap into a lot more of like your doula and everything else that you were talking about. So maybe we'll have you back shortly for another follow-up episode and tap into more of that. Sounds good. All right. Take care. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you again for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode and found all the information that Monica had to share with you, please, please, please do me a favor, head over to iTunes, comment and review the podcast. This helps other podcast listeners find this podcast and do me a favor, also share it on your social media and with your friends so that they could tune in to today's amazing episode or any of the previous episodes that you might have liked. I will love you to the moon and back if you left a comment and review on Apple iTunes. That really, really, really helps me out. And if you're listening on Anchor, you can also go over to the Anchor app and leave a message and I might actually have your message on one of the next podcast episodes. All right. This is Stephanie. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning into the Love Your Life podcast. All information and links for this podcast can be found in the show notes. If you like this episode and want to continue the conversation, you can email me at info at fitnesswellnesslife.com. And for more information to living a life you love, follow me on Instagram at fwl underscore Steph and on Facebook at Fitness Wellness Life. As always, you can schedule a free 30-minute call with me by going to www.fitnesswellnesslife.com. Thanks again, and don't forget to tune in next week for another inspiring episode.